Let's be real. 199. One more. One more. One more. 200. And one. Foul. We're just going to get two on one. We get two on one popular, but you know, we got to get 200 first before we get there. But as always, y'all know, listen to us on any podcasting platform, including YouTube. Go live every Saturday morning around this time, 10 o'clock. We had the one nine thirty one off, but normally at 10 o'clock Central Time. And of course, like I said, subscribe on any podcast platform Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it, wherever you want to follow us at. Also, uh, check us out on any, pod, on any uh, social media platform, LBR underscore media. And without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's be real. All right. Y'all can see my stream yard got this new feature with the headlines. So we got to put out well, some of us put out social media names. Trevor put to the good Trevor shall return, which I do like the name. But as y'all always know, you got me, P Shark, Trevor, Cheating, and Tail in the building. But the visual opening, I appreciate that. Uh Mike Pad, my guy, my tour in the ACC. I appreciate you guys' show. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. But First topic before we get to all the matches that's happened this weekend back on the basketball court. Let's go ahead and finish off the football field and what happened this past Sunday. Starting with the Eagles 49ers game. Of course, Brock Purdy got hurt. Josh Johnson came in. Then he got hurt. Then Brock Purdy come back in and couldn't throw the ball past 10 yards because the injury he originally suffered with his elbow. So Eagles went ahead and win 31 to 7. What what I think it should be a quick one. What what's y'all take away from that game? Not much really to say here. Um, I said all season long about the 49ers that they were going to keep winning games and then eventually lose the NFC Championship to the Eagles. Uh, And the way that they lost and the fashion that they lost, it's unfortunate. Uh, You wish you could have got a competitive game, but uh, injuries happen every day, B, and it's next man up. And unfortunately for the 49ers, they didn't have a next guy up at the quarterback position, probably the most important position you need to have somebody to at least be able to run the offense. So uh, quick work by the Eagles. They're in the Super Bowl, as I think a lot of us predicted them to be. Let's just keep it moving. You got you. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Um, and to keep it moving, man, uh, the Eagles look like the best team in the NFC all year. Um, they may have some slip-ups, you know, a game or two. But honestly, it was the, it was – Philadelphia's tour to lose, um, and they weren't going. And to Trevor's point, yes, the quarterbacks are down. Injuries happen every day, be so to speak, right? Uh, injuries are a part of the game, and I would. Uh, well, we we also saw why the San Francisco 49ers need to think about what they want to do for their future, and I know that that could be a topic for later on uh, with their three quarterbacks. But I know they're going to get rid of uh, Garoppolo; he's gone. Um, so Tuke, you might want to talk to him, but I know. Who knows? Um, But anyways, long story short, um, the Eagles were just a better team. I'd have nothing else more to say about it. Um, The 49ers did, I I guess, as best you could. It's hard to it's hard to drive a car without a steering wheel and tires. 
Um, and that's pretty much what a quarterback is doing for you, driving your offense on the field. If you don't have all that, you don't have a transmission, you hurt. Um, and so we saw the 49ers without a transmission, and they blew more than a gasket. Hey, ham on the head, brother. Ham on the head. Uh, you definitely need a quarterback. I'm surprised they didn't try to put McCaffrey back there. Um, because if you're a Panthers fan, you know that McCaffrey can actually throw that thing too. So, um, but I get it, you know, just try to beat them off the run and try to win. But of course, the Eagles, their defense is like I said, legit. Um, and they came in, did they've been looking like the, the best team in the NFC, uh, for sure. And now we get a chance to see if they're the best team in the league. So, uh, kudos to them, kudos to you know, just having a, a, a black quarterback Super Bowl, like first time ever in the a hundred thousand years the NFL been around. Here we are now. So uh I think I'm gonna say that a lot this episode actually. Here we are now. <laughs> uh but no nah, just uh kudos to, to, to Jalen Hurts man and and you know I, I saw the reports that they changing the, the the theme song of this year. Uh you know la- the last time they went to the Super Bowl it was dreams and nightmares and that was look who's the very I I just want to rock which hey is that song now so you know that's the theme song for the for Philly so uh shout out to them Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Philly. Indeed. I mean, I can say really boring NLC championship game. It, it was unfortunate. I think I was hoping, you know, at Brock Purdy, we could see what he does in the game on a, a road game, road atmosphere like that. And we didn't get the chance. And now he might be out six months, maybe even more. So if they thought about trading Trey Lance, you know, those rumors on it, I don't know how true they were. That ain't happening because hey, now <laughs> you got him. He definitely got to start next year. So, We'll see uh, what Trey going. Think about the four nights future. We'll see what Trey Lance is uh, talking about next season. Hopefully, he stays healthy uh, as he got hurt. What the first, second, third game this season. So, hope we can find see his talents next season. But shout out to the four niners, talented team. I think it was a measure of talented team losing the more talented team. I think the four niners are one of the more talented talented teams in the field, and I think Philadelphia is that much more talented with that defensive line. Like that whole defensive line, they led the NFL sacks by like a wide margin. And they showed why in that game. Then the cornerback room just off the chain and the offensive weapons and the system. They they just have a really talent. It's it was like dog oh, the Fort Nines that talented, but like dog oh, Phil Duffy is that talented as well. Like, he just got that much better. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the Bella team just won. And um, I think these two teams will be around for a while. Uh, shout out to the Eagles. And we'll see what goes on in the Super Bowl as we talk about the next matchup. But first up, we're touring the AFC South with their structure for a nice to always be around. Exactly. That that team is – man, that's it for the future. I am really yeah. a Jalen Hurst fan. And um, quickly, just about the Eagles, too. I think they uh, read up on a contract for the offensive line coach as well um, who decided to stay. And, I mean, listen, ladies and gentlemen, battles are running the trenches, whether it's offensive line or defensive line. The 49ers got it solid on the defensive line. Honestly, the Eagles got an offensive and defensive line um, that you need to talk to, and that's a good job by them for securing their talent, but their talented coach as well to stay there for multiple years, whereas he didn't leave. Um, so kudos to them for that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. But next game, now this was the game of the week, and the game we all expected to go down like that went down, down to the wire. Bengals Chiefs, Pat Mahomes gutted it out in that ankle injury and proved why he uh, – I mean, we knew he, we knew he was the best quarterback, and he definitely showed why with that ankle. Um, but 23-20, the Chiefs pulled it off after, of course, you know, the Chiefs always get whistles at home, but that bad referees happen every game. So, but shout out to the Chiefs winning 23-20. What shall take away from the AOC championship game? Um, Patrick Mahomes showing why he's the 
arguably the best quarterback in the league and Cincinnati find a way to Cincinnati themselves. Uh, let's just keep it let's just really keep it 100% here. Uh, Cincinnati had this game in the bag. It's just too many mistakes. I think two crucial turnovers by Joe Burrow, uh, the costly penalty that put uh, Kansas City in field goal range uh, towards the end. Of course, everyone points at that as well. Um, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes finding a way to gut it out on that bad ankle. I really thought with what Cincinnati has done um, throughout the course of this playoffs would have had them back in the Super Bowl this year. Unfortunately, I was wrong because again, Cincinnati just finds a way to Cincinnati themselves. Um, but yeah, uh, big shout out to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Big shout out to Juju Smith-Schuster who will finally be in the Super Bowl for a change. Uh, big shout out to MVS man who had a big game as well, making Eli Apple look just like Eli Apple. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, big big shout out to the Chiefs. Uh, let me first begin with saying I was dead wrong about that defensive line. Uh, Chris Jones came to play and party, um, and I mean, you, you talk about crucialness. We talk about injuries, right? I didn't hear the Bengals talking about, oh, well, we were down three defense, three offensive linemen. Um, they were down three offensive linemen, but you know, they didn't make that complaint at the end of the game, right? Chris Jones was in that backfield half the sack. I mean, half the, the time right there, to be honest. Um, Patrick Mahomes gutted out a great game. You mentioned receivers, and most of those receivers weren't even part of the fourth quarter, right? They were playing with like two tight end sets, three tight end sets at times, as well, because they were down so many wide receivers. And the other person I want to give credit to that I hope gets mentioned more. Um, we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl. And I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but Isaiah Pacheco, whatever the running back is, rookie running back. I Pacheco. 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 I excuse say. me. Pacheco. That man's been balling during the playoffs. And I mean, like, timely balling. Not like, all right, he's getting five yards every carry, what have you. But he's getting the ball in great spots that Patrick Mahomes is giving it to him. He's scoring or getting the first downs when need be. He's a great breath of fresh air for this Kansas City Chiefs team. And I do believe that going on to next week, uh, when it's time for the Super Bowl, you got Kelsey, you got the other, but he is going to be a factor, an X factor, so to speak, within that offense um, for them. So I want to give kudos to him. I'm telling the Eagles right now, you want to be on the lookout for where number, not even number one is. I can't remember his number right now. Um, boo. It doesn't even matter. McKinney. Number 10. Number Look 10. for number 10. Number 10. That particular, yeah. Right? yeah. Key on number 10. Because that, I mean, I feel like he's been doing much more for them during this playoff run. Uh, the number one McKinnon, whatever his name is. It doesn't even matter to me. It, it the rock says it doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> but again, this is a great this the Bengals and Chiefs, ladies and gentlemen, you can write this down, put it in scripture however you want to. They will be contending for the AFC for years to come. No matter who's on the offensive line, no matter who the receivers are, no matter who the defensive line is, as long as Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow have breath in their body, you can go ahead and guarantee those are two teams that you need to worry about in the AFC. And, of course, we'll talk about more moving forward. I think at this point, those are the teams you need to worry about um, in the AFC. Um, Bengals gave this one away, man. Um, and I'm, I think I'm going to try my best to stop going against Mahomes like this. Because he always proved me wrong for whatever reason. So, yeah, if y'all ask me what I got for the Super Bowl, I'm not answering. Um, but they, this was the Bengals game. Like, and they gave it away. Um, 
Of course, Joe Burrow throw two interceptions, of course. Like, he did his thing. Of course, they got to his ass. Of course, Chris Jones had a hell of a game. Um, but still, the Bengals were in position to win, and they gave it away, especially with the defensive penalty. That that pissed me all the way off. Like, you literally gave them, okay, here we go. Otherwise, you would have went in the overtime, and let's see what happens. Um, but overall, uh, great game. Shout, huge shout-out to Mahomes for, for being able to do his thing on a bum ankle. Uh, two weeks from now, of course, it'll be a lot healthier for the Super Bowl. So, um, at this point, like I said, I'm just excited to see two black quarterbacks go at it for the first time in history. Like, especially for Black History Month. Um, like, that, I think that's real special. Um, and like I said, this is going to see, you know, Jalen Hurts been playing like the best quarterback. You know, Burrow been playing like the best quarterback. Mahomes for sure been playing like the best quarterback. Let's find out who the best quarterback in the NFL, man. And I think by the end of this game, we'll be able to know for sure. Yeah, definitely. Just seeing Mahomes get that out, out against – because uh, the Bengals got pretty good D-line themselves. And just on that ankle, you can see, like, some of the throws he's making. And I think Juju actually got hurt in that game. And they lost somebody else at receiver. Um, Cole Hartman or Kadarius yeah. Tony. Somebody else that got hurt. Yeah, Tony. Hart- mm-hmm. Or Tony. Yeah, one, somebody else got hurt. So, he really on the head. Um, Badass Kenley. And, I mean, that was it. Out there at receiver. Of course, he's there at Travis Kelsey, who, well, for whatever reason, he still, become, he still gets wide open, right? And he's the only target that's – Leach your target out there, and Patrick Mahomes still making plays on that bum ankle. I mean, like, go back to what two said though, the Bengals did blow it, like Trevor said, the Bengals gonna bangle. That's, that's exactly what they did. And it's like, no matter how good they are, they're still gonna find a way, like, it's how it feels. But I still feel like they're in the best position now. At least they got the quarterback to try and get over the hump. We see what happens in offseason with him. Uh, just saw a report about T Higgins, and just you know, he got one year left on that contract, and <laughs> it might be time to trade because I don't know if they can pay him. Joe Burrow and uh Jamar Chase in the coming years. They, they so. need they they still need to beef up the offensive line some more. I know they made changes last offseason. Um, and I know they suffered a lot of injuries, but Joe Burrow is taking too many sacks for me, man. Like he, he they they're gonna have to do something with his offensive line. Yep, definitely. Yeah, well, and think about what you said about the injuries piece. I think it may be as simple as that because they literally they signed with three linemen layers. Last offseason, then yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know what much more you really can do. Just just hope they're help, at least get that core group healthy. Then we'll see if they need to cut some people and get some new linemen. But at that point, they might just be cursed their offensive line. Yeah, not the I mean, you made this point about the Titans uh earlier, like a couple weeks ago. Maybe they need to start training like outside of you know the weight room, so to speak, or think about different conditioning to do yeah. because to lose three at that time was it was was hurtful. But I mean they got it out to that point. Yep. And uh just going to some more comments out there when the fellas present sports rap C Hand. You know, he was just on with us a couple weeks ago, man. Appreciate you tuning in. Said morning, fellas. I see uh two on AFC South. He had Warren Moon. Mike will have Warren Moon on his podcast coming up. Probably next it will be next week yep, before the Super Bowl. So man, shout out to Mike. I know Warren Moon has been on his podcast before as well. So man, Mike keep getting the big S in, man. Salute to him. But Take it from the uh, also Mike uh, said something about the Jacksonville Jaguars. We talked about Jaguars last week. Uh we did like our season. I forgot, yeah. Top four, yeah. So everything you said, everything he just said about mm-hmm. them. Yeah, we talked, we said that last week about them. So yeah, man, salute to him. Next up, let's take it to the basketball course. Take it to the women first before we get to the men. WBA, man. A lot had happened this week, really going past the last couple of weeks, because I did not know. I don't know how I missed that John Quill Jones. Or maybe I did see it, just forgot that John Quill Jones, former MVP. Got traded from Connecticut to New York. Then they proceeded to sign Brianna Stewart, another former MVP, and get Courtney Vandersloot from Chicago. And this happened in the middle of this. Candace Parker 
signs with Las Vegas Aces, and they traded for Alicia Clark. What what we got going on WBA? What y'all got? Man, I couldn't be ha- even more happier as an Aces fan. Like I, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even know Candace was even gonna sign. I I knew Candace Parker was talking to the Aces potentially because I know the three teams she was talking to were the Sky, the Sparks, and the Aces. And I'm sitting there like, okay, no way she's gonna sign with the Aces. Like, ain't ain't no way. Then once the report came out, and once she announced that she uh would be signing with them, I'm like, yo, let's let's do it. I get to feel how to felt when KD was with the Warriors now. So uh <laughs> let's, let's an amazing it. feeling. It's it's an amazing feeling. Then with uh New York making the moves that they made as well, uh we we all set for course. I, I asked y'all in the group me, I was like, Can we just skip to the finals already? Because we at, at this point we know it's gonna be the aces and the liberty in the finals. Like we 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 have to get this matchup. Like it, it's on it's only right, it's only fair. Um shout out to uh Brianna Stewart, who will I mean it's not Brianna Stewart, Sabrina and Esco, who's gonna get her own shoe with Nike, but I'm still like a little iffy with that because Matt Madam VP, who's now a champion, where's her signature shoe with Nike? Uh like for real. Uh we, we're waiting on that. But anywho, um I couldn't be more happier as a as an Aces fan. I will officially welcome Sharky and uh Toop uh to the later Aces bandwagon. Um so um of course like me and Savage at least until a team uh comes to Memphis and then of course we, we gotta come home. But for now, uh welcome to Vegas. <laughs> and uh again, let's just get the finals going, man. That's all I care about. Man, I gotta be honest, man. I was planning on going to an Ace game anyway, just cause like last year, just cause, but like now. With y'all honoring me into y'all community, you know, because y'all been day one Aces fans. So I appreciate this moment. I really do. And I do, especially we all should definitely go to a game for sure. Um, but just I, I, I'm applauding the WNBA because they're using kind of like the NBA foundation as far as like building, you know, the, for the next foundation for the next few years off of superstars, superstars, teams. Whatever, whatever people feel about the big three, big four superstars, whatever, they built the NBA and it's going to continue to help build the WNBA. When you got superstars, you know, you know, in the finals, like that, that hopefully will be in the finals that are on the Liberty, on the Aces. Everybody's going to be watching. Everybody's at Aces out here trying to collect MVPs. Oh, they're trying to get championships, man. <laughs> like they're trying to get championships. And it's just fun. Like I said, it's just fun for the WNBA. And of course, hopefully, uh, Brittany Griner comes back as well. So, I mean, the WNBA's marketability, like the ball literally is on y'all court, like what y'all going to do with it? Because, like I said, you got superstars on both sides, on both teams that are going to clash and people are going to love it. Like you got people like me who, you know, barely watch the WNBA, honestly, but I plan on watching them when they play for sure. And I think a lot of people are going to be there. So, again, marketability, WNBA, the ball in y'all court, what y'all going to do with it? Yeah, so I'm not I'm not with the Aces. You know what I mean? I I, I decide to decide elsewhere. I'm going with the Liberty this year. I, if you're going to make a little thing, go ahead and get the little me in whatever you're going to do, Shark. I thought you were about to make a little thing happen. But um, why I side with the Liberty over the Aces, honestly, it's because all y'all signed with the Aces, and I was like, nah, I want the Liberty um, to be different, to be honest, um, if I'm going to be honest. But I also – I really enjoy – from Brianna Stewart's game, okay, whether she was in college, what was she, three-time or four-time champion? Like, that that's incredible. I don't care if you're a male or a female. That is incredible feat. 
Um, she's a, been a league MVP. She's been a champion, I believe, as well. Brianna Stewart is like a modern-day big man in the WNBA, so to speak, um, with her points in total, so to speak. And her joining the Liberty with everything else that they have going on, I know they didn't have too great of a season last season. They were 10 games out of first place um, there. But it is shaping itself up to be Aces versus Liberty. This is the super teams that, you know, we wish we could have had when, I don't know, uh, we want, you know, Kobe to go against LeBron, so to speak, right? Uh, we wanted Durant versus LeBron and whatever. We haven't really had those type of matchups. We are actually going to be entitled to that matchup if things align um, for the Aces and the Liberty to see two of the greatest teams, I, I believe, assembled at this point. And Maya Moore better not come out of retirement just because, uh, by the way, and join the Liberty because uh, then y'all really be in trouble. But I will say I am Team Liberty. I have never, and I swear to God, I've never cheered for a New York team in my life because I hate New York. But the Liberty are my first team and the only team I'm going to cheer for just because y'all choose the Aces. That's it. She deserves an applause for that alone, for, for him to cheer for a New York team. That, that's that's hey. shocking to me. Right. <laughs> hey. Sparks back too, man. They got to bring the Sparks back. WNBA is more fun when the Sparks are good, so they got to bring the Sparks back. The yeah. Sparks are here. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I know they good, but I mean like back in like relevancy because I ain't done shit since Candace Parker left. So that's what I'm saying, like relevancy. Oh, there you go. Maybe she should have returned there. Yeah, that's why I thought she was going. But. I thought she was going back. I honestly thought she was going there. So, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and speaking, yeah, like uh, Mike said about Mike Moore, she ain't she. That was another announcement that happened throughout this. She retired officially. Retired. She is. Yeah, she threw. She done. Uh, and she's arguably the goat. I mean, she's up there. Yeah. This year. Um, and this is what this reminds me of. This what's about to happen with the Liberty and Aces. It reminds me of the Sparks and them in the Southern Links. You know, they had their battles yep, in the finals, I think, yep. three straight years. I think they played each other in the finals for three out of four years. Mm-hmm. Um, all them series were like the full of five games. And one year, Mario Moore than one. Next year, Kansas Park than one. Then Mario Moore didn't return to favor. And this is about what this is. The Aces kind of remind me more of the Lynx in the sense that they already have a championship. The Lynx already had a championship and won four in a row. Or one, not won four in a row, but won four in like seven years or whatever. And their team with Simone Augustus, Mario Moore, Sylvia Fowles, it, same thing with Candace Parker, nasty, Parker, uh, it was, it was nasty man. Jackie like, Young, Kelsey Plum. It, it's kind of very similar, yeah. Like those yeah. teams. Then New York, the Sparks kind of a little up and coming with Candace Parker and uh, uh, what's good? And she's still there now. Gumake, Nikki Gumake, who won MVP as well. So that's why the Sparks are still good. But two point, they're not gonna be able to beat probably with these teams. Um, but it kind of New York Liberty kind of trying to come together, breaking that up and coming team. So this is definitely a good clash of styles. Of course, y'all know me. I grew up. Really, I was a Sparks fan, but then I started following Candace Parker as a UT fan in a way from college. So, follow New York. I'm following the Chicago. I'm a Chicago fan. Went to Aces. So, yeah, I'm with Aces now. So, yeah, <laughs> that's how I speak. Bandwagon. Hey, it's WNBA. It's only eight teams or 12 teams. They ain't that many teams anyway. So, hey, <laughs> you ain't about to. Uh, till they get a team in Memphis, like Savage said, unless they get a team in Memphis. Yep. Get... <laughs> that's the only way you're going to give me like a full fandom on one team. But the Sparks are the closest team to that for me. Uh, and Mike said, I miss the Sparks being relevant. I hate Deppy, yeah, Derek Fisher did kind of take him down. Yeah, he was the reason Candace left. Mm-hmm. And went to Chicago. So, yeah, shout out to Becky Hammond, who's about to get all these players on their team as well. So, good luck to the New York Liberty Sheet. We'll see you in August. Yeah. 
Let's work. Let's work. It's very nice. All right, watch out. That and and Becky Hammond, old state, right? I don't. I don't know that. I got I'm gonna check. Let's, let's I know she's from the Spurs, though. Yeah, she came yeah. from the Spurs. She played for the San Antonio Superstars uh, back when they had WNBA team. Got beef with the Aces. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, well, while Trevor is googling, let's go and move forward to Colorado State. I was wrong. Colorado State. Colorado State. Yeah. Man, try to try to take it. Try to excuse take. Me, try people, to take me, the. Hey, hey. Boom, 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 boom. excuse me, good people. Excuse me, good people. Try it, try it, try it. That was a good one. Got to use the because the treatment hand be out, yeah. And they trade up to the spots, yeah. Yeah, I got to, the WNBA got to address that at some point, at some point in time. That was terrible. I ain't going to lie to you. Let's take it two. NBA, we about to do this differently for this All Star. Of course, you know the All Star teams got selected. Let me actually find the picture. Of everybody got selected, but we're gonna do it differently. Instead of doing the sub, doing the snubs like everybody always does, and trying not, trying not to pick a player to take out when they choose the snubs because they don't want to disrespect people. Let's just say who was surprised and who got selected. That was a surprise. Instead of trying to say who got snubbed, because we got we seen all the names all this week since it happened. What were the surprise names that got selected? Damar DeRozan. What? Nope. No. Nope. No. All-star Damar DeRozan. Get that correctly. And once I saw him, I said, okay, I get it. I know the Bulls ain't good. But sometimes the NBA and coaches recognize a player that is having an all-star season. Damar DeRozan is averaging 25, 26, shooting, hitting half his shots. Like, come on, man. That's 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 all side of me. I don't care what you say. You put them on the Memphis Grizzlies, and in my opinion, with instant final contention. So I'm just saying, all star Demar Derozan. Yeah, for me, I think a surprise, um, surprise honestly for me is Paul George. Um. I know Paul George has been in and out of the lineup uh, most of the season. When he's been in the lineup, he has played well, uh, whether Kawhi's been in the lineup or not. Um, but I guess you got to award winning somehow, I guess, because the Clippers have been on the road. Him and Kawhi are now starting to get their feet up under each other and start to build that chemistry um, that we've been talking about that those two need to build with the rest of the guys to maybe make them formidable out west. Uh, we'll see what happens next week because I'm pretty sure they're going to be active in the uh, trading market, uh, potentially in the trade deadline on the possibly buyout market. Um, but yeah, I, I I would have to go with Paul George as, as, as a surprise that made. I think everybody else, for the most part, um, is well deserving. Um, Sheedy already touched on the model Rosen. I almost went Shea, but Shea is just putting up hella numbers right now for Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City is literally right there on the verge of possibly being in the play-in. We'll see what happens with them for the rest of the season. Um, but, yeah, outside of Paul George and DeMar, I really don't see anybody. Maybe Drew Holiday is another one, but I'll let someone know. Maybe. Through. Go ahead and keep that. That That's it. That is a surprise. Okay. Well, Holiday, anybody, wants to, anybody wants to take Drew, the, the, the floor is theirs. Yeah, I was going to go a little bit. Hey. It was surprised that I saw he got selected, but I do think he 
where it's deserving, but I do think Jalen Bronson, and also if I say Julius Randle, I thought Jalen Bronson, New York had to get one player, I thought Jalen Bronson probably should have made it up with Julius Randle. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Like, Julius Randle is Mr. Double-Double at this point, and he's the reason why the Knicks are doing so good. I mean, Jalen Bronson's balling for sure, but you got to reward Julius Randle. He's averaging like five, six, six assists, like, Nah, man. Nah, yeah. bro. I, I, as much as I, as much as I love Julius yeah. Randle, a lot of what he's doing, you got to give to Jalen Bronson because the Knicks were asking Julius Randle to do so much last season when they ain't have a point guard. Like Jalen Bronson has been a breath of fresh air for them. Now Julius Randle can just do what Julius Randle does well, and that's put the ball in the basket. So, um, if you had to get at least one New York player in, I would have taken Jalen Bronson before Julius Randle. Yeah, man, you couldn't get two probably because of their record. Um, another one, of course, y'all already said Paul George. Um, think with me, I think all players are, I mean, be honest, all players are deserving. I think Halliburton, and that's what Mike just said, he took Halliburton off from Bronson. I think Halliburton is deserving as well. Um, but because Indiana fought, Indiana fell off when he got hurt. Before he got hurt, they were violent. But of course, a lot of players get selected because of injury. Devin Booker gets selected, man, because he's hurt now. Um, Anthony Davis his injuries. Um, I'm, I'm proud of nobody said Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, and I think that's a respect. I, I'm surprised that he got selected, but I think he's definitely deserving because he's defense player of the year, pretty much leading defense player of the year. So you just gonna Rudy Gobert made it all these years. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, like exactly. it's not it's more than one side of the aisle, right? So I'm glad Jaron Jackson got his playoffs in that sense, but that's probably a lot. Probably the national media is probably looking at like, oh wow, Jaron Jackson made it, but it lets you know the coaches who play against him give them their respect of like like oh wow, yeah, he's that good on defense. Yeah, he need to be selected. Um, but a lot of these names, like I said, the one clear one probably to me, Drew Holiday and Paul George, but it's definitely Paul George, because I've rather seen him this year. Uh, the Clippers name alone definitely got me. I think Mike said that over there. So, yeah. yeah, those are some of the more surprises. And like I said, we're gonna not go the snub route because hey, we, we heard it all week with who supposed to be in the end. Pascal Siakam, you know, De'Aaron Fox, a lot of people. Yeah, how the Kings started in the West, they only got one guy in. You, you, you again, you know, while the same, my father. Go ahead. You know why we having all these snubs and surprises? It's because we got fan voting. And as long as fan voting is going to be here, we're going to continue to have these uh, clear snubs and clear surprises. So until fan voting is gotten rid of, this is going to continue to happen. I, I, I disagree with a lot of what y'all said. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to trip. <laughs> because we, we talked about, we actually talked about having SGA in the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying, and I'm three the Hardaway, and it was it was either SGA or De'Aaron Fox, and I chose SGA based on the numbers he's putting up and based on the clutch situations. So a lot of people are like, Shark, if you don't mind pulling up the list again, a lot of people are upset. Well, it's like who who's having a better season at this point? I know that I know the Kings are third in the West. I get it, but if you ask me who's having a better season. Then SGA and De'Aaron Fox, I'm going SGA 10, 10 out of 10. Ah, you're talking about, about the, you're talking about the comments, right? Yeah, yeah, the comments. Ah, okay. I was about to say, what are you I'm coming out. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, uh, with the with the Jaron Jackson, I, I think as far as like surprising though, I think that was kind of a surprise he to was me. Surprising, because, yes. You know, we say that, it, that he ain't played a lot of games and Paul George ain't played a lot of games, and we ain't seen him, but at the same time, they played the same amount of games. 
Um, so, I mean, Paul George has been more the consistent one that's got the Clippers, you know, top six in the, in the West. So I, I get that one for sure. Um, <laughs> as far as like Julius Randle, okay, you replace Julius Randle with Jalen Bronson, you still need another big for the Eastern Conference. And I think that had to do with, okay, are you going to put Jalen Bronson or Halliburton? So compare those two, it's kind of like, uh, because they they had different positions, and you still gonna need another big coming, you know, from the. Bench. It's gonna be it's gonna be positionless. It's gonna be a straight pickup game. So who cares? I mean, for sure, but just, just put the best twelve. and by the way it is, and just put the just put the best twelve that's having a great season thus far. And I, if I'm if we really want, I like what it, I'm seeing, honestly. I, if we, re- I love, I'm, I like what I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna keep it honest. If the fans got it right with the starters, we De'Aaron Fox is in the All Star game. Like let's just keep it real. Like nah, nah. be honest with you, starters because for the West or for that backcourt, it should be Luca and Ja. But that's that's just that's just me because I think Ja at this point is having just a slightly better season. Yeah, the Grizzlies are in a bind right now with losing seven of the last eight. But they're still number but two. But up until that point, yeah. you could argue that he was having a better season than Steph, and plus Steph misses some uh, significant time. So you want to talk about somebody that got in because I mean, of he's game. still gonna get off the bench. <laughs> I mean, it, regardless of how you how you look at it, he's still gonna be there. Like, no, nah, nah, he's gonna get as a starter it, because Aaron Fox is going through the same thing Java Rand is going through. You know, uh, went through before he became an All Star. It's gonna be right. your time. Your time gonna come, but you still got to go against a Dame Lillard. Are we gonna put him over Dame yeah, Lillard? Yeah, that's the that's what hurt. You know Dame what I'm saying? Lillard. Like, come on, I think Dame getting yeah, okay. I, I I'll give you that. The Dame, the Dame John did kind of hurt a little bit. So, so it's like like we it's just process of elimination. And I love that point. This ain't nothing against the Air Force, but you gotta recognize still players who are all stars, which is why I still feel like DeMar DeRozan, they got that one right. He's playing at an all-star level, even though the we even though the Bulls aren't doing good, they suck. I get it, but he's still having an all-star number all-star season based on the numbers he's putting up and the consistency. He's in half his shots. Like, come on, man. That's 25 and half your shots. You put them on a good team, you good, bro. Oh, he does it already. <laughs> right, especially against job. Bart does it already. Especially against job. Especially against job. He do. Yeah, I'm sorry, for What's going to take Fox to get into the, the all-star game is for somebody else to get out. The West. That's it. And Kyrie sorry. not to join the West. And Kyrie's about to join the West. So it's <laughs> Kyrie be that not much to join <laughs> Um, a lot of things have been discussed. First of all, if we talked about the starters being selected properly, then we're wrong because Zion Williamson should not be started. I, I was about to go there, CD. I was thinking it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one. I'm gonna be. Go that, that, that's, that's the other person. Yeah. That's the other person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't believe he should be a starter. Um, if we need another big in, in the East, so to speak, we should have been looking at Pascal Siakam. We talked about the numbers for Demar Derozan. Pascal Siakam has actually better numbers than Demar yeah. Derozan, um, and I don't know where they put. Hey, what's up, buddy? What up, um, man? Get out, get out, man! Get out, get out, get out, man! <laughs> um, and I don't know uh, if they put Demar as a front court or back court, so that that could also be another decision for why he's in. Um, man, there was someone else I was going to talk about too. Uh, Jay Ruhade, I mean, he 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 made it. Oh, it was a third seed, right? Someone said, how did the Kings get the third seed? Goodbye. Mm. And only get one player in. But, I mean, the Nuggets only got one player in. They're the number one seed. The 76ers only have one person in. And they're the three seed. Oh, James Harden was a was, – But, like I said, we want, we want to try to talk snubs anyway. Snubs, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just addressing the comments, right? Mm-hmm. And I agree. But if you look at 
the seating as it is now, if you're also adding that, you know, your position, so to speak, and how good your team is doing takes effect, then I go also back to, I hate it when Trey Young got sucked into the All-Star game and his team was like, I mean, damn near dead last in the East. Damn near dead last. And I'm not saying SGA should not be in for real, but his team is third in the third dead last in the West. He's been doing it since day um, one, bro. He's been doing it since day one. <laughs> um, and if someone else should have made it in the West, so to speak, okay, surprise, snub, whatever it is, what it is. I'm already going there, Sharky, and I apologize. The seven seed didn't get a, a pick. Anthony Edwards, for what he's been doing, um, hasn't gotten in. Let me tell you something right now. Whoever this is, torn the AFC South, Jimmy Butler didn't deserve it. Bam, Ibao deserved it this year. Um, I don't think he said Jimmy should have made it. He was just saying that was his favorite player. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm shooting. I'm shooting for everybody. Um, but I, I just, no one from Washington made it right, whatever. But it, it's very top-heavy at, at one division. And then in the one conference, I would say, could have gotten at least two players from every team. And I'm talking about the East. And we talked about this on Three the Hardaway. When you go to the West, I think you can kind of scatter one player from every team, if not two um, players from every team. But it's really top heavy in the East. But I, I we won't talk about snubs. We'll just talk about surprises. Again, those are my surprises. I'm sorry. I just saw Jimmy's name pop up, and I know what he was talking about. He it has. <laughs> it's it's strong today. I got you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the reason I didn't want to really go to snubs because, like I said, y'all got three the Hardaway tomorrow, so I'm pretty sure y'all can go more in detail with it anyway. So trying to separate the podcast, make sure we ain't. Talking about the same stuff all the time, right? But um, yeah, and another thing I didn't want to think take into account when the when I don't know when the voting ended, but yeah, I think where the seeds are at now, when the votes ended, the seeds weren't there. Sacramento may not have been three yet, right? At that time, and things different things like that. Remember, New Orleans was the one seed when Zion got voted to starter. Now they're the 10th seed, you right? <laughs> things happen <laughs> when um throughout the season when these votes in. So a lot of things happen. One two weeks in the NBA, so a lot of, a lot of those things go to why stuff be different. I wish they would just add if, if there's 15 um eligible, I ain't gonna say eligible, but 15 after players on the roster on game day. Why the All Star don't have 15 players? You still have the you still have the snubs, but you have less, right? You still have three additional players on each roster, but uh, that's I don't like this change they're going to make. But coming forward, of course, yesterday <clears throat> big news drop. I thought Kyrie offered to ban trade, but I guess he didn't. It was Kevin Durant, and he was just in trade talks, right? Because he just wasn't going to resign with him. He formally demanded trade a week before the deadline while Brooklyn is contending. So, tell you where he cares about his money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, we already said get, get money, get, get paid, get paid. So, Chidi has a game or some scenarios for us that he wants to play. Yeah. Um, if I could, I know I think two ready signing the papers. Is that you? I don't know who it is, but anyways, drop your favorite team uh in the chat. Um, and it cannot be the Grizzlies because we're all Grizzlies fans. So let me explain what I'm I'm talking about. Um, in wake of what has just occurred, uh with Kyrie. T- <clears throat> let me also say this. I honestly think that's a good move by Kyrie for the Nets, because if he's saying he's gonna walk at the end of this year then you might as well try to get some trade value for him. But that also dilutes the Nets from contending, to be honest, because I don't think his head is in the game um, to that extent. But anyways, 
back to trade scenarios um, that I want to discuss is after this trade for Kyrie, if it were to happen, the next big domino would be Kevin Durant again. And so if Kevin Durant is on the hotline, are you willing to trade one of your players for him? Scenario being, all right, and I won't drop any teams that have been placed in here already. Um, let's have the 76ers, because I did mention them. Am I willing to change to trade James Harden and whatever other money works for Kevin Durant to join Joel Embiid? You can say yes, you can say no, it doesn't matter. But let's reverse that. Would you be willing to trade Joel Embiid for Kevin Durant and Philly? And make the money work. Um, and so that's what I'm talking about with in regards to would you trade? Because again, Kevin Durant would be the biggest fall domino to fall, I would say. And I also believe Kevin Durant is one of those five players, at least there's about five players in the league that you would kind of trade the house for. But how much of the house are you willing to trade? Um, so we'll start here in Phoenix. <laughs> Two players, I guess, um, right now, I would say we're or Devin Booker. Right. I would say Chris Paul, but I don't know. I don't even know about that. Um, he would. Uh, Chris Paul or DeAndre Aiden. So, Trevor, this is you that takes Phoenix. Yeah, yeah right. I'll take Phoenix here. Go ahead. Um, so if I'm the Phoenix Suns and I have the opportunity to get Kevin Durant, I pull this trigger, no questions asked. Uh, a deal was already in place before the season started for you to acquire Kevin Durant. And I've said time and time again that the Phoenix Suns' window as far as contending for a championship is closed. Uh, you find a way to uh, get Kevin Durant there, send DeAndre Aiden, I believe, DeAndre Aiden, possibly Mikael Bridges, and maybe some picks or what, whatever you need to do to make the money work uh, to Brooklyn to get Kevin Durant. Um, that kind of reopens that championship window because a big three of – Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant can surely contend out west. Um, you can feel everything out in, in the uh, front court with the big man slots. Uh, Cam Johnson has shown to be a, a fan favorite in Phoenix, according to my, my guy who's currently in Phoenix now. Um, so I don't see why at this point in time, if now we're assuming that Kyrie Irving is going to go to the Lakers because the Phoenix Suns was also – one of his uh, designated teams as well, which he wanted to go to. Uh, but assuming Kyrie is in L.A., uh, you do this deal twice over if you're the Phoenix Suns, if you had the opportunity to get Kevin Durant. Okay. Now, switch gears. Would you do the same trade with Devin Booker? Would I do this deal with Devin Booker, trade Devin Booker to Brooklyn if I'm getting Kevin Durant? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm Phoenix, Brooklyn, yes. But if I'm Phoenix, no. I, I I find a way to keep this big three intact to open up this championship window. Um, I just think moving on from Devin Booker just to get Kevin Durant, you're probably going to get, what, maybe two or maybe three more seasons of possibly contending if it's just Durant and Chris Paul. Because you got to remember, Chris Paul is not getting any younger. He's already 38, and he's making 40-plus mil. Um, 
And I believe he has another year after this year on his contract. So you're probably getting two good years of those two together before you eventually have to hit the reset button because you got rid of Devin Booker. Um, so if I'm Phoenix I and I can get KD, I have the pieces to get KD and still keep Devin Booker. Um, so I, I just go ahead and just make that happen. I think Aiton and Bridges and however else, whether it be picks or money to make it uh, work, just you you make that work. And I think um, to the point about the Phoenix Suns, I think they've been doing pretty well without Devin Booker. Um, they just beat the Celtics last night. Of course, Celtics had to come down to earth and lose eventually. Yeah. Um, but kudos to them for that. Um, I would love to see CP3 for Kyrie and just throw Dallas. Uh, yeah, well, I can talk about Dallas. I got that, I guess. Um, OG on the block. Miami. It's, it's Bam or Jimmy. The start with Bam. Would you trade Bam and whatever money it took? Let's just say that they can do the trade. I know the Ben Simmons thing, all that crap. But let's say you can do the trade. Would you trade, starting with Bam, for Kevin Durant to make the money work? That's tough. I lean towards a no. Because you run into the same problem Brooklyn has, big man. Oh, and if Claxton's playing well this year. But if you trade Bam, who else do Miami got that big man? Kevin Durant ain't no sound. Jimmy Butler, you got who, who's your big man? Who's your defensive stopper in the big? You know what I'm saying? You, you just you run to uh, plenty of problems down low with that. So ultimately, you're not winning championship in that case. So I would say no with Bam. Okay, sound like you're about to flip the script if I say Jimmy though. Low key, y'all know I love me some Jimmy Buckets. Kevin Durant's a champion. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I love me Jimmy Butler. Kevin Durant, you know, it's a champion, and Pat Riley won championships. And just he's also the best player in the game of basketball. But you know, I know I don't know about that, but he's a champion, and he could he can. You flop, you you swap him for Jimmy, you got a better shot. But I still go no. Why leadership? Because then who's your leader? Kyle Lowry ain't Kyle Lowry. This ain't like the old Kyle Lowry. This ain't Tupac's old top ten Lowry. Uh, either way, Miami when you won the championship in any scenario. So I go ahead just to get out with Jimmy Dinner, make that move because I don't think they still won the championship because leadership matters and it's definitely shown in the NBA. Bet, bet, yeah. I, and again, I was saying, I know contract wise, I know they couldn't do it, but if um, now let's move over to Golden State where he was a champion. Um, who is your best? You got Seth. Who's your second best player now? Is it is it the pool? Is it, is it Draymond Wiggins? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, hey Clay. Hey, Clayton turned yeah, in the rail now. I'm just, I'm just asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going Wiggins until further notice. And yeah, I love me some Clay. But, uh, okay. So Clay's getting, Clay's getting back to form. Who do, do you would you trade Clay or whoever you think is the second best player on your team? For Kevin Durant, Andrew Wiggins, I'm sorry, and make the money work. I'm calling and saying, and I got Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole online. What you trying to do? Because y'all don't understand how much I was going. I was expecting to see Steph Curry and Kevin Durant together for years. I feel like that was going with Draymond, of course. I think that was going to be some of the best basketball, of course, overpower whatever the NBA could have matched up, um, just like the WNBA is doing. Um, but I think that that kind of basketball was going to be the best basketball, and it was for two years that I've ever seen this point blank period, and I would love to see it again. 
Um, so if you ask me, do I trade Wiggins? Yeah, and add Jordan Poole to that. Bye. <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, I don't. I don't want. If I'm Brooklyn, I don't want either of those two. I want all your young folks. And Bye. I throw them in. Yeah, which one? I, I, one? I need because I ain't gotta get no Brooklyn, draft. If, you know if we keep if we keep it above, Brooklyn is about to the, the start tanking, about to be tanking for some years because they ain't, I, I think they have their own pick this year, and then who knows what happens between them and Houston with with the James Harden deal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna need all your young folks. I don't want Jordan Poole. That, that's a ridiculous contract. Andrew Wiggins is a proven veteran. I don't need him either. I need Moses Moody, Johnny's committee. I need all your young folks. I need all of them. You can keep James Wiseman. You can find you can find different homes for him. They ain't playing them anyway. So they ain't playing them anyway. Yeah, you can find we got Nick Claxton. We we got Nick Claxton. We don't need James. And Andrew. Shoot. If you want our young guns, you're gonna have to have the players to go with. Like we can't you can't have your cake and get it too with us, man. Also, I'm contract. Not with us, buddy. If you want our youngest, you're gonna have to take this ridiculous contract and draw pool, baby. I'm yeah. sorry. Because contract wise, they're gonna have to match somebody. Somebody that's contract wants to match. Right. Yeah, money. So that's so all we can so okay. Yeah, somebody so, contract okay. wants to so, match. Pool will probably be thrown in there just because of the, the contract needs. Who with me? Perfect with me. Yeah. <laughs> Aesthetic. Well, I'm, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need all your young folks though. I'm gonna hey. need all, all your young folks, including Jordan Poole, to make the money match. Hey, I'm gonna need hey. I'm gonna need at least two first. <laughs> hey, shout out to my guy, man. Uh, C Hand, wise man, yeah. wise man. He catching on. He catching on. I like that. I like that. I like that. But nah, replace Wiggins with pooling, please. Okay, now let's flip this pancake over. Would you trade Steph Curry for Kevin Durant? Hey, make no. the money work. What? We all we got cuss out on this PG thirteen ready podcast, boy. Can I address the two comment about him about the CP three for Kyrie deal? Because I know we did mention that real quick. Uh, but yeah, if I'm Brooklyn is not doing saying yes to that deal, I'm not trading for a thirty eight plus year old uh, point guard that has injury problems that's making forty plus mil. I think forty seven mil the next couple of seasons. I, I, I'm good on that. I, I get you, I get you, and I know where you went with it. But let me rebuttal with this one because I hope hopefully we talk about this tomorrow. What you you're not what you're trading for is the best package that you can get Kyrie Irving for, right? So I know Chris Paul's yeah. a climber for sure, but you put him in the playoffs with Kevin Durant, and you're not giving up too much else. And you're you're saying Kevin Durant, we got you for two more years at least because you trade Kyrie and you don't bring shit back for the next two years. He's out of there. And I think that's why a lot of this Kevin Durant. I, I, I'm I'm a, for this contract. I'm gonna need a little bit more to make this work. I mean, cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm sure. gonna need a little bit more. And then for Phoenix, it's it's a good look for Phoenix because you got the new regime coming in. You know, you got two years of Kyrie, and then he gone, which is contract money that you can use for whatever else you want to build with Devin Book and Cam Johnson. And, and of course, you get eight out of there too. So that's why I think that it, it, it look good for both. Okay. All right. Um. As this is coming up, I just I'll address. I someone asked about Dallas, right? And I, I mean, it's who's the two best players in Dallas? You got Luca and, and Doncic are the two best players um, in Dallas. And so, we're gonna be out bitches on me next year. <laughs> um, I will say that I, mean, I guess the second best player is Christian Wood. Um, if I'm the Nets in the Mavericks and there's a scenario where I can trade Christian Wood um, and whatever package they want, Dorian Finney-Smith and whoever else is a, a bum on that Mavericks team uh, for KD, I do it. 
I'll be honest with you. Um, a KD and, and Lucas show will be fantastic. But then again, we're back to the same issue that Brooklyn is having right now because they don't have size. Um, would I trade Luca for Kevin Durant? I, I think Tuke took the words earlier when I said Steph for KD, and that's a hell no um, uh, from Stone Cold. So I wouldn't do that at all. Um, anything else trade, trade scenario-wise um, that we would like to – who in the hell want CB3? Hey, the overtime folks out here doing good, though, bro. You got to leave them alone. <laughs> why you say leave them there? Can we can we do a I I know it's probably not the uh the best trade scenario because I just thought of this on the fly. Um where do you guys see in Pascal Siakam going? Because I'm pretty sure he's gonna be moved by by the trade deadline. No, I don't think he's going anywhere until offseason. Listen, I would love I would love for the Memphis Grizzlies to jump into Pascal Siakam. Sweepstakes, but I don't think he's going nowhere. That's why I got OG on the block. I think he's the one more likely to be moved. Him and Gary Trent. I think Pascal this summer would be the so nothing for me. So Pat, yeah, I, yeah, I think Pascal gets paid this summer, and they probably look. Of course, they look to move OG. I think there there are two teams that are like teams with tradable, like a lot of tradable players: Utah Jazz and Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe you. If you are trying to contend, you go search for these pieces there. I Miami's problem is they don't have a full. So I would love to find a scenario where Miami trades for Pascal Siakam. Again, we're paying Duncan Robinson $20 million a season. Get some more money traded. I, send Kyle Lowry the fuck back to, to Toronto for all I'm fucking concerned. Um, and bring me back Gary Trent with that money a little bit too. So I would love to see him in a Miami uniform, but I've seen talks about him being in Dallas as well. I think uh, Pascal and Luca would be great. I, I, this Christian Wood experiment is not working. I don't know if it's Jason Kidd or if it's Jason Kidd um, that's ruining that experiment. <laughs> I don't know if it's Jason Kidd or it's Jason Kidd. Oh, man. Watch out for Atlanta to make a move, too. I, I think they can. They got some pieces for sure that they're trying to get, a, uh, get rid of. They've they, been trying they, to trade John Collins since. They was like, yeah, I think John yeah. Collins finally just moved. The first Avengers he's, movie. He's the, new Miles, he's the new Miles Turner. He's going yeah, to get those He's going to get resigned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. And this may be a troll and all, but I, I think John Collins gets moved at the deadline. And I think they move on from Trey Young in the offseason. I like where your head's at. Hey, treat it Hardaway, man. I like where your head's at. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really think it's, 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 it's a, it's a. I think they see what what they have now, and I think they can get it. They can probably stick, stay the course of where they at with Dejounte Murray, and possibly get back to contending if they just go ahead and just move on from Trey Young. I, I think Trey Young gets moving in the offseason. Can you go back to what was that post? Who, who said that real quick? Which one? Uh, go, it was a, a trade. No, no, we we know Jason and Kid are the same people, and they're terrible. Like if John Collins is someone with Trey, no, yeah, Trey's going to go. John Collins going to go too. Sorry, um, yeah. but yeah, I, listen again. The two teams that have players to go get: Utah Jazz, Toronto Raptors, five packages, and also there's this other guy um, in Minnesota that's not doing nothing. I don't know when he's coming back, um, <laughs> but they don't need him. So somebody go grab Carl Anthony Towns at some look, point. Look, Kit Kat. That's what my guy asked to call him. Yeah. <laughs> he he's not having a real break anymore. You know, yeah. See, see here and Trey is 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 
this this relationship in Atlanta is is not getting any any better. He's already gotten one coach fired. He's about to get his second coach fired. He's having Carrillo's shooting since getting uh DeJounte Murray. And the plan for them getting DeJounte Murray is to get Trey off the ball so he can focus more on scoring. And that hasn't translated well. DeJounte has, has picked the ball up and has, has taken over the reins as the point guard here in Atlanta. So at this point, get what you can get for John Collins and then look to move Trey Young in the offseason. Oh, man. I think that's it for the episode. Y'all know, man, three Hardaway coming at you tomorrow. So more NBA yep. talk. Are y'all going live tomorrow? She did yes, too. sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. live at right. uh, 1 Central. Okay, yep. No football on tomorrow. So y'all definitely could check them out tomorrow at 1 o'clock Central on YouTube. Three, the harder way is what it is. Uh, well, some like I said, my boy Coach Talks, he has definitely had some words with Trey a couple of times. Mm. Interesting. But as we say, man, always remember to follow us on any podcast. Wait, listen to us, subscribe to us on any podcast platform. Follow us on any social media site, LBR underscore media. Always follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. And I'm at the Auto Trevor. If you guys are watching live, as you can see on the headline, uh, exactly how it's spelled, because you know you should know your grammar by now. So, uh, go ahead, too. No, 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 I was like, hey, man, read the sign on papers, man. I can't wait to see what that's all about because I know we didn't tap into that. Uh, but hey, here we are, man. And Tab, she can appreciate y'all for listening. You're checking us out. <laughs> Hey, man, it's really shitty, man. It wouldn't be me if I didn't give you a little bit. Uh, it's Black History Month. Hold on, hold on, Cap. Don't don't, don't cut off my monologue real quick. Okay, boom, boom. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on in Florida is absolutely disgusting. Boom. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not paying attention to what's going on in Florida, you need to. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, the governor in Florida is actually abolishing speaking of abolishing like fan vote, abolishing black history, so to speak, um, and getting everything that is doing with blacks to be abolished from the school curriculums, along with, and I'm at an elementary level all the way through to a collegiate level as well. And because it's a state, they're able to actually try to process that. And that's nothing we need to talk about right now, but pay attention to those people in Florida, pray for the women and girls in Florida because uh, they're making them start taking, uh, they want to know the cycles that they're doing. Again, all from the governor. Um, you think Texas is bad, and I think it is. Florida is its own continent right now, um, and they're trying to do whatever they want to do right now. Uh, along with, and this is me being an educator, why are we making kids pay for lunch, by the way? I, I don't understand that. You make kids go to school for eight hours a day. You have to eat this food. We don't do that at work. I don't have to eat McDonald's because I work at McDonald's, but I don't work at McDonald's no more. But I don't have to eat the food that's there. Um, and now kids can't eat because they have debt accrued because they can't pay for their lunches. So, again, look into Florida and let's get this educational system back in place where it needs to be. Yeah. And stay woke because uh, this this fellow governor of um, of Florida is is looking to run for president uh, next year in 2024. So uh, pay attention to what's going on in Florida right now. You sound like you're going to be the next Trump to me. <laughs> Someone quoted it best saying it's Trump to the Trump power. So, yeah. You, yes. You, He's trumping yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll need that. Oh, we'll need that right now. So Pay attention.
Pay attention. And what's his name? What's the, what's the government name? Uh, Ron DeSantis is, is, is his name. Ron from Ron. All right. All right. Y'all heard it here. Y'all know what to be watch out for the next election. Before we end off, of course, shout out to our comments. Uh, shout out to Tour and the FCC. My guy, Mike Pad. Uh, check his show out any podcast platform. Also on YouTube as well. He does the when he does the interviews, it'd be live, but then the whole episode comes out audio. Shout out to the fellas present sports rep. I got C Hen who was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, check out his show as well. Come out weekly and Fatboy Fadeaway tuned in as well. Check them out on Sunday, although we're rivals, especially with the Grizzlies Go State stuff getting more heated. But and also as well, starting five podcasts, Trevor Red and Sound the Papers. Y'all see the name on the ones who are watching video that goes to our starting five podcast. So check it out early next week as we talk more about the all stars we got in John Jaren and some trades and everything on there. But Christy Pacific on that episode. Yeah, till next time, peace. peace.